Hello, everybody. Today you have Jake and Seth, and we are discussing the 2022 film called The Banshees of Inisherin, directed, written, and co-produced by Martin McDonough, starring Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. And for those who've ever seen In Bruges, this is basically the the spiritual sequel to that film. I'll kind of just throw it out there, but this that film was also written, directed, produced by McDonough, starred these two. And you know, the reason I bring people, that up... Sometimes people will call that an equal. Have you ever heard that term before? Instead of a sequel or a prequel, it's an equal. No, but I love that. And I'm taking that forever. Thank you. Um, and the only reason I bring that up... Well, I actually like that. Thank you. Uh, the equal in Bruges is because I love that film. And I, it's not my top 10, but it's probably a top... 50 definitely top 100 movie of my of mine i, I love mm-hmm. it i think it's just this really it is a dark comedy that is both moving and tragic and funny and engaging all at the same time it's just like this really interesting mix of all this emotion <clears throat> this film is not that um i really i'm just gonna i got a lot of things i have to say but i've already been going on a bit here so i'm just gonna be honest I really hated this film, um, and, and I'm just going to say that, Seth. I got a lot, I got a lot of other ideas, but I want I want interested to know what you think about it. Yeah, um, I would say wasn't my favorite movie either. Um, I was trying to kind of, I'll say this: I don't think it deserved all of the nominations it received. I do think Martin McDonough is one of these guys that's a little bit of a Oscar kind of um, favorite type of person, and. Uh, gets a lot of accolades for it i did think like i thought the acting was good like i thought farrell and gleason were both really good in the movie so i didn't have any problems with the performances or the fact that like farrell got nominated or anything like that um but like you i did not find this movie to be super compelling um or engaging there are definitely times where i was like you know this feels like it's going nowhere there were some quirky moments that i you know there's some funny lines um especially farrell has a couple funny line deliveries and stuff I also, like, I know that there was kind of a macro-micro thing happening um, with the backdrop of the um, Irish Civil War. Um, and also, you know, these two people that used to be friends and are no longer friends, there seemed to be a, a sort of a parallel happening between those two sort of ideas. Um, and that he was trying to sort of explain the Irish Civil War between this um, broken friendship I'm not an expert in those times or exactly what happened in the Irish Civil War. So I don't know if there's more complexities to that that kind of like went over my head because, you know, I don't know if somebody cutting off their fingers or something has some sort of parallel to what was happening in that in that civil war. Maybe maybe it does. Maybe that's a subtlety I'm not aware of, you know, but watching it um, again as an objective viewer, I think I made that connection. But it didn't, that, that subtext didn't take me to a place where I was like really enjoying the movie at a higher level or anything like that. Um, yeah. yeah you, just to hit on that, that, because let's lead with that, because that is actually sure. my biggest issue with the film. And the quick, I think you already mentioned this, but the quick recap these two guys are lifelong friends. And one day, for the Brendan Gleeson character thinks that Colin Farrell is too boring. He doesn't want to spend his days with a boring person in a pub. He wants to spend it writing music so he can be remembered. Yes. However, after like two days of his old friend, really not even annoying him, just kind of talking to him or just addressing him or acknowledging him, he threatens to start cutting off his fingers 
so that he can no longer play the music he claims to love and, and like the whole reason for it. And my issue with it is it, it just is counterproductive and stupid. And I do realize that that is meant to be part of the symbolism of war and how counterproductive it is, especially a civil war. However, my problem is that's it, it doesn't really work when it unwinds the little logic you have in this film. Like this film isn't really that real. It's more a fairy tale. And I just didn't get it. So he's just chopping off his hand. He's not chopping off his hand. My problem with that is that the whole premise is that he doesn't, he does not dislike his old friend. He hates him more than he loves music. And the fact he's willing to chop off his hand, just to me, it's like, it, it, it just, it, it doesn't it's yeah. deeper than like, and, and this is my problem with it. And this is the other problem I have. If you're saying it's like a civil war thing, oh, the Irish civil war. I'm no expert either, but I do know that the, the Northern Ireland is controlled by the British who have their own island. Right. And that's part of the problem. They invaded Ireland, controlled Ireland for a while. And that civil war was like, it just, for it, yeah, it's a hundred years ago, but like if you're trying to be political and you're going like this with this deep, like cutting off your hands metaphor, I wish you would have spent more time like going into the actual politics and the nuances of what was going on, or at least giving us some more texture to hold on to because who was who? Like, I don't who know. Who's yeah. who? And it, like if you're not going to tell me who is who and which side, it doesn't really, it can be about any civil war because it's just so vague. Like I just, yeah. it was the subtext. They did such a poor job, actually, I think giving texture to the symbolism that it lost all meaning of subtext for me. And like, there's no connection to me. And like, as we talk about movies being stacked or layered, this movie gets no points for me for having a deeper meaning because I, I'm not an expert, but I went into it thinking like, oh, maybe it has something to do with the Civil War. Like, oh, they mentioned that. No, no, no. And then I read the analysis and it's like, oh, no, it is about the Civil War. And it's like, this is like a, this is like a fifth grade's like, honestly, like it's a fifth grader's like, or maybe, maybe sixth grade with them chopping off the hands, like how they would define Civil War. Yeah. No, I, I agree with all of your points where it's just like, I think if you're making good subtext, your your front layer plot line still needs to make, have like some logic to it. And so chopping off your finger, like if you're not going to be friends anymore so you can play music, but you're going to chop off your fingers in spite of your friend and ruin your music career, doesn't make a lot of logical sense to me. Um, I mean, chop off your toes. I don't know. Do something else. Like I just, it just doesn't, it, it, it didn't, it didn't work for me either. Um, chop off your old friend's fingers. Like punish him. <laughs> Yeah, um, totally agree. Um, and, and also, I mean, I will say there were other things the movie was trying to do, I think, um, beyond just kind of like the Civil War subtext, but also wasn't completely like, just again, didn't like fully engage me. I think another thing it, it, it did um, was at the beginning of the movie, right? Like, I think the opening shot is kind of this tracking shot of Colin Farrell, like walking through the town. And he's like super happy, right? He's waving to everybody. It's this small island town. He's really excited to kind of see people, you know, giving salutations to everybody. Um, but then as his friendship deteriorates um, and he kind of like becomes more and more enclosed, you get this feeling of like, wow, the, you know, 
you have that feeling in the beginning of the small town, like what a wonderful, cozy place and all these people are friendly to each other. But by the end of the movie, it's like, it's this prison for this guy. Um, and he's really unhappy. He feels trapped. He also like kind of mentally can't leave the place, even though his sister is trying to get him to leave this island. But, uh, you know, I think there was something it was trying to show about that too. And again, I think Ireland, it's trying to do a macro micro thing too, where it's like Ireland could be this amazing place for a lot of people, but it's also kind of this small island that's kind of its own bubble. And I think I think a lot of people can end up feeling trapped in an environment like that. And so I think it was trying to show stuff about that as well. <laughs> but again, not didn't save the movie for me in any respect. To quickly tap into that, uh, just once again, the history of Ireland uh, being oppressed by Britain for as long as they were, like, there's been a lot of economic development recently, but for most, for a lot of the recent history, going back a few hundred years, it's been impoverished. And that's also where the symbolism of the music comes in. Like most, I don't want to say impoverished, like not a third world country, but they were poor by European standards and like they were less developed. Right. Um, and, but, and the idea of him cutting off his hands, that was so central to them, that is obviously going to that was a symbolism of that, like how important music is to the culture, the fact that people wanted to cut that off, um, how dangerous it was. Um, I'm sorry, what, what was the other thing you were talking about? There's another thing I want to talk. Just about, about how, like, he goes from so, being so happy in this, like, town oh. that he's comfortable with, and then he ends up feeling trapped by the same environment, kind of, oh. by the end of it. That, that was, and that's definitely, and Ireland's also famous for, it's a beautiful, but it's also rainy a lot of the time. And so, like, that's, like, it's kind of this, like, when it's, yeah. that's also... A frequent thing there like when it's nice out it feels beautiful when it's not and i'm no expert in ireland uh, but the last thing i'll say about it is also the symbolism of the sister leaving that is i don't know if this is what they're going for but as someone who has irish relatives and who's like talked about this it might be subconscious but she's supposed to represent the irish diaspora to america yeah. and this isn't that unique but there's like i think it's six times as many irish people in the u.s than there are ireland or of Irish descent. I, they, if you tell the Ireland Irish people, they freak out. And that's we're not the only ones. Like, there's almost as many. I think there's almost as many uh, English descendants. Nice. Um, there's as more, I think, Italian descendants in the U.S. than there are in Italy. And there's other examples. And outside of that, usually for most ethnicities, the second largest population is in the U.S. So it's like that, that's not uncommon to have these big. Um, but specifically for the Ireland. And the Irish, the most successful Irish have been in America. And I'm not saying that that's not, I'm not knocking Irish culture, but just saying like demographically, Ireland and Ireland, the Irish have always been a large part of the American, um, not a large part. I'm getting ahead of myself. I mean, mean, that's supposed to meant like the, like the people and going to the back to the potato famine, a lot of Irish, that's when it really, that's when a lot of Irish really started coming over because it was so miserable and i think that was it. like all the irish well obviously all the irish could have left but they didn't but that's also and then that gets in like a larger question about culture and everything but it, th- i think that's what they're they're hitting on there yeah and, and like again i think we're we i mean again we're not experts but we were kind of tuned in to all the all these subtexts and symbolisms that's happening in the movie but it didn't make the movie interesting to watch like this is the whole thing when you're trying to do multi-layers and stuff like that like you need your plot line to still engage the viewer just as like a story that you're telling. And it's the story that they were telling was not that engaging. And like, it really doesn't advance that much further than this guy didn't want to be friends with him anymore. And like, forget about all the symbolism and the civil war and stuff. It's just kind of like, 
that story needs more to it. You know what I mean? Like, sure, they don't want to be friends anymore. He argues about it. You know, the Gleason kind of like takes extreme measures um, to to try to stop it, but it doesn't fully stop Colin Farrell's like attempts to still be friends with him. And that the movie really doesn't go much further. Like, there's no like you know. Then a donkey dies. Yeah. And the donkey dies, the sister leaves, and then... Which, again, I'm sure is symbolic of something, you know, but it's kind of like, it doesn't matter to me in terms of the actual story that the movie is telling. Nothing much else happens, although there is a subplot, which, I'm sorry, for the life of me, I cannot figure out the reason it's there. The Barry Keegan character is Dominic. It's like, he's this sad guy, he ends up, he's like the town dullard. Oh yeah, more so yeah. than Colin Farrell. And when Colin Farrell loses his friend, he ends up hanging out with Dominic. Meanwhile, Dominic's dad starts hanging out with Brendan Gleeson, and I didn't really pick up with this at first. But the dad is a pet pedophile, is assaulting his own son, or at least that was, I believe, the context, and eventually drives the son to suicide. This is the drinking buddy Brendan Gleeson chooses over Colin Farrell, like. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, that was the other thing. I was, like, scratching my head. I was like, am I missing something here? Like, you're uh, – how is Brendan Gleeson not the bad guy? That was the other thing that didn't work for me in this whole Civil War thing. Like, to me, Brendan Gleeson is so clearly the bad guy and the evil guy. Yeah. He also kills the poor man's donkey. I thought we were going to go John – I didn't really, but I wanted them to go John Wick. Like, go on a revenge yeah. tour for this donkey. Start killing people. Kill the cop. Kill Brendan Gleeson. Burn everything down. The cop was especially portrayed negatively, and I, I again, I wondered if that was symbolic of like police in in Ireland or military states or something like that. But he was very, I mean, in terms of like evilness in the story, like the cop was by far the the worst person there. But you're right, Gleason decides to hang out with that guy. I don't know why. I and like that's when I think when you kind of see that, that's when you kind of start to think about the Gleason character and just like, what is this guy's deal? Because if he really wants to focus on music, why would you go from one buddy to another buddy? It seems like they would both waste, you know, I don't know. That, again, like the logic kind of falls apart when you really think about it. Um, and, and the one other thing about that, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to let you talk, but like the music and like the being remembered, he yells at Colin because, oh, no one's going to remember you. You're dull. Do you know who else no one remembers? Never was musicians. Like <laughs> you're a 60 year old man. You're not going to become a famous musician now. Like I just, that was the other thing. Like, yeah. I like, agree. And yeah, I mean, I you know, again, there's there's some type of philosophical debate happening there where it's like, should we at least attempt to be remembered um, by like kind of doing whatever it is our, our our true passion is, or should we just attempt to be good people and be nice? You know, Confro has that line. He's like, you know what? I'll be, you know, I'm a nice person, like, and it's like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so I do think there's that. I mean, again, it's a somewhat interesting kind of thing to think about. Like, should we all be following our passions? and trying to be remembered throughout time, or should we just be nice to each other, you know? I agree that would be interesting, but I think it would be more interesting if, like, the Colm, if Brendan Cleason's character had some short-lived fame or had some success. He's not actually successful. Like, that's a fair (laughs) thing, but he's not famous. Like, they're not... If anything, he'll be famous for cutting off his hands. Maybe that's it. And, you know, now that we say that, like, that actually could be it. Like, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, mean, again, I think, like, think about Van Gogh, right? He was never famous. He cut off his ear, only became famous in death. And, like, all that ear-cutting stuff suddenly became part of his mythos. Um, So... That's a good point. You know, that's actually... That actually is a good point. I still hate the movie. That's a good point. 
I think there's something to that, yeah, kind of thing. I'll, I'll ask you another thing, Jake. Again, I don't think either of us really like this movie, um, but like, have you ever had somebody that you considered to be a friend and then you were just kind of like, man, I really just don't, like, I just don't want to hang out with this guy anymore. Like, I kind of want to move on or like, I've met other people. I want to hang out with the different. Have you ever kind of had that moment with somebody? <laughs> uh, like, friendships have like ebbed and flowed and like some yeah. have gone their ways, but. Yeah, I don't think anybody would ever, like, just straight up tell somebody, like, I'm not going to be your friend. Like, I think it just kind of, like, naturally, like, you kind of talk less, maybe you call each other less, and it kind of, like... No, like, I mean, honestly, to be honest, probably the closest times I've been with, like, our Rye friends, I've probably been in more conversation with my Rye friends where, like, if out knowing the people involved, like, oh, wow, they're never going to speak again. But, like, what happens, I feel like with what happens, this is the other thing that didn't make sense with, like, my good friends who, like, I have been like hey i've got a real problem with you yeah even if they're not like hey you know what i'm really i'm, I'm sorry like just having that type of dialogue like I, even like being open about things like i feel like usually yeah like it resolves itself because like sometimes you say it out loud and as long as the person's like you know what no i like i don't i'm not doing a good job explaining that no i haven't um there have been a couple of times where i've had issues with friends or it's things that really bothered me but generally, like when I have those issues and I bring it up with them, it's like resolved, or at least we come to some type of understanding. Yeah, where no, like, I, I think with good friends, like you're gonna have issues or conflicts, but then you're gonna resolve them because you're actually good friends. But I'm trying to think of a time, I guess, where it's like I just kind of got bored of somebody. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I mean, I, oh, I, 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 I would have to go me. back to like elementary school, like kid, like kids. I remember being like, oh, and like my second grade class, I like you, and like in third grade, being like, now nah, I'm over. But, like, even then, I wouldn't say anything. Like, you're not, like... And no, someone says it to him. You don't do that. Like, it's mean. And, like, that that's true. Like, and that, there were some parts that were funny like that. When, again, they're, like... I think it's, like, the barrister or someone's, like... You, you can't stop just being friends with someone. And they're, like, right. why? It's, like, you just don't do that. And he's right. You just, like... Well, and, like, particularly... I think, that like, elementary school is a really good comparison, actually. Because, again, it's, like... It's kind of this little unique bubble where you only know those whatever 30 people in your class yeah. right and it's like it's kind of this weird time where like that's your world is like those bunch of people and whoever's in your family and so on that island i think it's a similar thing where it's like he knows the 50 people on the island and to have your best friend tell you i'm not gonna be friends with you anymore it's just like it's it's gotta be i mean again it kind of shatters his world right so I do remember being young and being in like fights with my friends and like I remember that was really sad or like I, I like yeah. I, when you're not getting along or you feel like there's something with your like it's 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 sad and because you do know like it's not like a sibling like friendships can end like it's not like yeah you don't have not, not to say that you, sibling relationships don't end but um I, like no they really don't like you're, you're always going to be related um but no it's just like yeah it's uh, I for a little background, I saw the Wikipedia for this film before I ever saw it. And I saw the Wikipedia uh, when it got all these reviews. And the reason I just was so not interested in the film and it got all these reviews and I was like, I need to see what's going on. And I read the synopsis and I kind of scratched my head and I thought it must be really funny because like what was coming off on the like when you just read the plot, it's so by the numbers and straightforward. Yeah. And it's like it doesn't even cover everything. 
I just kept thinking, you know, like this is, it doesn't seem funny at all. I'm not, and I don't really see much symbolism. Like it just must be really well acted and really funny. And you mentioned this before, the actors do a great job. It's not funny. Like they're just like, it's this really bland, generic, vague story. That's like really dark, really sad. And it's not smart or funny. Like it just is, is weird. Yeah, it's just kind of meandering. I mean, again, there are some, like, I think the line where he says, he, he like, confronts Gleason at one point and tries to kind of, he, it's that part where he's like, I'm going to stand up for myself. And I think that's yes. what he's trying to get me to do. And he comes back to the bar and he's like, everything was going fine until he started chopping his fingers off. And I would like, <laughs> that was a line that made me laugh. But again, it's like, okay, it's like, there's a few other lines like that too, but it's just, it doesn't carry them. It's, I wouldn't call it a comedy. There's a lot no. of like kind of melancholy parts to it, and it, the the plot is just so meandering too. It was it was pretty maddening, honestly. Um, <laughs> this, I mean, we haven't even talked about like the banshee part and the older woman that kind of like predicts the deaths that happen around it. Um, oh yeah. Which again, like I think that's an old Irish kind of like um, folktale folklore kind of thing that's happening. I but think it might include Scotland yeah. too, but it's yeah, it's it's definitely Irish. Yeah, I remember visiting Ireland. I I heard a. They warned us to be careful if we heard of any of them when I was like seven or eight years. So yeah, that's like a very Irish thing. Apparently, if you hear a banshee, it means someone's gonna die or you're gonna die. Or yeah, um, but it, okay. So the banshee, you know, this old lady predicts a couple deaths. Um, okay, <laughs> it just doesn't. It doesn't get me to any place where I'm like, oh, like it, I just didn't feel like the movie was like unlocking anything for me. So yeah, tough watch for sure. Um, kind of surprised it got um, the nominations it got, but it is. I mean, if you're gonna make an indie film like this, like you're going for those nominations. So I think they they did a good job campaigning for it, but they didn't come out with any wins, which I think is kind of like telling. I agreed. I think it's telling. I think. I mean, look, this movie actually better than I thought it did. It made fifty million against a budget of twenty million. So that's probably like borderline. It if it didn't make money, it broke even or at least close to it. Um, and for this type of film, that's good. I'm really glad it didn't win anything. To be completely honest, like even like Carrie, uh, I believe her name's Carrie. Carrie Collin. She was she's great. Pretty good, yeah. And I like Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. I'll be honest, I don't like Barry Keegan. His shtick is really starting to wear on me. The like, I yeah. feel like he does the similar thing. Uh, he's doing a similar act like every time like hiding behind his hands like head kind of bobbing i just don't really i'm not i'm not buying a shtick but it this film was just yeah i didn't enjoy it <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I if you can tell it either um should we go to final scores yeah yeah well, I, I think we've we've set our piece on this one um i I'm gonna give it some points for the acting. Um, I will say the cinematography is good. Like there are shots of um, they they did go to a real island um, off of Ireland, and like there are some beautiful shots. Um, the screenplay, I'm not a fan of, <laughs> and I think they over when you overcompensate with symbolism and subtext and and underdo your plot. That's a real killer for me. I'm gonna give it a three. That's, I'm, I'm also giving it a three. The, this film, I like the cast. The, it's a pretty looking movie. And I'm going to give it some, a little extra love. 
because I'm half Irish. <laughs> so I am giving it all that love. And yeah, it's getting a three out of ten. It just I, I wouldn't recommend this film. No. Anyway. And also if someone was like, Oh, I loved in Bruges, I would actually be like, then do you know what? You should never see this film. Yeah. You should never see this film because I it will hurt you just the fact that these guys who made in Bruges can make this type of film. I yeah, I think Martin McDonough's got better something better in him. Watch in Bruges again. Don't watch this movie. That's what I would say. Yeah. And to clarify, I'm I'm giving this a three. I know that's really low. I don't actually hate this movie. I, I I am disappointed in it. I really like Martin McDonough. I was just disappointed in it. That more more so than anything. I agree. Uh, yeah, it was disappointing. It was bad though. I mean, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. Like, I don't think it was good. <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen In Bruges was great. I saw Seven Psychopaths. I like that movie. That movie was good too. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Terrific. In this film, not so much. And I'm I'm excited to see what he does next though. Agreed. A two and a three. Wow. Sorry, Martin. Hey, that's five. That's how many fingers he lost. Look at that. Ooh, symbolism of something. Ooh. I wonder if the Banshee saw that. <laughs> Want to say goodbye to your friends, Seth? Goodbye, friends. Ooh. <laughs> that was a Banshee. Seth. Hello. How are you doing, my man? I am doing very well. I just want to soak you in for a minute. <laughs> um, all right. I'm ready. I'm going to count down. We'll start. The Ben Cheese of Ignition. <laughs> Seth, I can't have you laughing. This is a very serious film. This is about my people. This is this is about. Are you Irish? Yeah, this is about the beautiful bog people. The bog people, okay. Yeah, a lot of swamps in Ireland. Never been. I would love to go though. My wife is Irish. Ah, Hardy. Hardy's an Irish name, apparently. Oh, that's a great name. <laughs> my mother's Irish name is Malone, and she told me that means sick one. That, that's uh, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I figure we must have been last in line that day. I don't know. Although technically Pratt means, uh, oh no, it doesn't really mean this in the etymology, but it's slang for dickhead in England. Oh. Yeah. Don't laugh, Seth. You can't laugh. You're not allowed to laugh. No, it's very serious. <laughs> that tracks. Well, we got the last laugh. We rebelled, Seth. <laughs> the Brits don't have America anymore. Not that the Prats were personally responsible, but we were here. Still alive, still going. We said, don't call us dickheads anymore. The bloodline lives on. It does. All right. Now, that's more fun than I had in an hour and a half of watching Banshees of an Assurance. <laughs> <laughs>